You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time's done we're having a night. Oh my God, guys. We're here with Austin Power, Saki Sommelier. I want to say Saki Sommelier to the stars. I don't even know oh, what that means. Yeah. But. Ooh, um, my friend uh, adoringly calls me the Saki Pam Sam because I'm the only Saki Sommelier in New York that swears by Saki Bombs. <gasps> and, you are uh, at least I knew it was love at first sight. I, that's why I don't remember anything from high school. Oh, or college, yeah. God, <laughs> I do think that a sake bomb, the problem is hot sake makes it nasty. No, it makes it so easy to chug. Okay. Listen to me, <laughs> so 14-year-old me. Two conflicting feelings. One is that uh, hot sake and a sake bomb is wild because it's just going to cool down. And you're ending up in a weird place. Um, but also, uh, the beautiful thing about a sake bomb is that uh, it takes off the bitter edge and the bite of the beer and makes it quite a bit rounder and makes it super delicious and very easy to chug, which is an important note about sake, the difference between junmai, mm. junmai ginjo, junmai daiginjo. Or hanjozo ginjo and daiginjo is that they're adding a little bit of distilled sake back into the mash and it's not to make it more alcoholic it's actually to open up the esters and round out the sake I mean. and make it beautiful and delicious and juicy so that's effectively what you're doing with the sake bomb is that you're opening up the aroma of the beer and you're making it round and just like fucking tasty so as you can tell we're sitting here with a man who really <laughs> knows his shit clearly wow. not just about sake also about sake bombing getting drunk Having a good time Have and all of the things. So Ari and I came across Austin Power at Tokyo Record Bar, where mm -hmm. he works, where he is the Saki Sam. And last night we went to his night at Niche Niche, which is run by the same restaurant group. This amazing woman, Ariel RC, has all these great restaurants. One's a champagne parlor. One's like, yeah, it feels like the den of a Tokyo, like a little Tokyo isekaya that you would come yes, across. Yes, like underground, yeah. And Austin is the sake son there, and we're so happy to have him on because I, I know a teeny tiny bit about sake, but I basically just know that junmai means polished, and mm. that's like it, and that nigori means unfiltered. I know yes. that I like it. I know, I know I get real I excited like it. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so happy to have you on and just so happy to be in your presence. The first two times that we met him, he was wearing a penis shirt. It's just the that greatest. That he designed. Yeah. But it doesn't look like penises. That's the thing. It really took me a while. I had to stare at it. It's like beautiful graffiti. I had, uh, yeah. One of um, my friends who's a lovely clinical psychologist said, um, if they don't know it's dicks, they might be sexually repressed. <laughs> <laughs> but right. if they do, they should be happy. And uh, so it's it's really, it's, um, it's a joke. I made it on my 27th birthday. Uh, I feel like surround yourself with the things you love. And um, it was just like a very irresponsible idea uh, which is just my whole life Wait, to, so to be honest how did you go from being in South Carolina 
to suddenly becoming a sake sommelier? Like, what was that journey? My whole experience with sake, which is kind of unique, I was not a Japanophile, I wasn't watching anime, I uh-huh, wasn't living uh-huh. that whole life, mm-hmm. um, but all of my friends uh, in New York, turns out, I just ended up meeting like half of Japanese New York. Wow. And uh, so my... My first ever friend in New York was from Montgomery, Alabama, uh, Caroline Taylor. She's an amazing uh, art advisor. And she heard me talking, and she said, oh, my God, you sound just like me. Can we be friends? I said, oh, yeah, baby. And then um, my second ever friend, uh, Kazu Yoshitake, amazing, like, industrial designer. He's back in Japan now, but he's from Osaka, Japan. And he, we were all going to Parsons together, which is like, you know, designing dick shirts and all of that. Uh-huh. The end of our freshman year of college, he took us to Saki Bar Decibel, a mm. big old, beautiful Isho Ben, which is the 10 serving size bottle came out. And I thought they're going to take that away. They did not. We drank all of the things. And I said, Kazoo, why us? Why did you pick us as your best friend? And he said, Oh, you're the only two people who spoke English slow enough for me to understand it. And I was like, You son of a bitch. You are the only person who spoke English crazy enough to sound like my relatives yeah. so uh, it was just like wow. three musketeers match made in heaven and that was my first engagement with sake and so my whole like life and engagement with sake has just been through people I love and yeah. we said something like earlier you were saying uh, I don't I don't know that much about sake that's my number one thing that I hear from everyone I don't know that much yeah who cares yeah, yeah. it gonna get you drunk <laughs> so my oh kind of platform is like <laughs> the thing missing from the culture of sake uh-huh. in the U.S. is irresponsible drinking. <gasps> oh, so yes. I love that. just get yes. messed up. Just drink it. Just have yeah. a wonderful time. Have your own engagement with it. And that's right. what my life has been. That's how I was brought into it at this moment yeah. in the studio. We are drinking the superstar sake of my tasting last night. Yuzo Special. Yuzo is my sake soulmate. And every time that I see him, we trade shirts. Uh, he's, no matter what. No matter what we're wearing. People, you I know, I guess, that. that it's happening. So you can now, now we know. Yeah. Oh, right. What a great it, like, tradition. It became a tradition, and it's like, it's just whoops. Uh, so now I have to be careful about how I dress. But he has uh, some choice material, and I got some really beautiful limited edition Sake gear. Are you guys the uh, similar size? No. Uh, yeah, we are. No. We are, but we aren't. It's definitely like he's losing the deal. Like all of my shirts are a little too tight on him. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but we're still game. You know? oh, that's oh my god! So wonderful. And uh, this is a new import to the U.S. I think it's so tasty. I think it's so uh, umami and it's so savory as a beverage. And I think that's not a thing that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. With booze. Okay, so let's just take a step back for a second. Austin, what exactly is sake? Like, what makes it different from a different kind of more familiar liquor to Americans? Like, what makes it different from wine? So, what the number it? one thing people start with is that sake is rice wine. It is not. It is much more akin to beer. It is a brewed beverage. It is not distilled. A lot of times people think it has a higher alcohol content than it does. It floats about 3 to 5% above wine. 
Uh-huh. Whoa, no wonder you got so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you have tinier cups. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, except that it comes in a jug yeah. that you pour into your tiny cup. But yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. And so sake is just incredibly cool. Sake has to be four things. It can be five, but it's water, it is rice, it is yeast, and it is koji. And if it doesn't have the word junmai attached to it, which mm-hmm. means pure rice, mm-hmm. then it also has distilled spirit, which oh. a lot of times is the sake that's been distilled into what in Japan is a shochu. And then it's added back to the mash, but it's not at a high quality. Oh. It's basically, it's doing that lovely thing we were talking about with sake bums where uh, it is just opening up the esters, rounding them out. I don't know why it does that. I am not a chemist. What's an ester? Uh, an ester is the smell, like oh, the wow. aroma. When you're getting the nose off of an alcoholic beverage, that is the esters. We're I drinking out of this teeny tiny cup, but I'm going to try to stick my nose and get some esters. Esters. Oh, mm. I got some esters. Oh, I'm esterful. <laughs> Wait, Whoa. but what is koji? So, water, we know, mm-hmm. right? And um, depending so. on where the water is coming from, uh, they describe them as masculine and feminine waters based on how hard the water is mm-hmm. and also the chemical makeup of it. The yeast. Rice is a starch. Uh-huh. There's no innate sugar in it. Koji is a mold that you inoculate the rice with. There are three different kind of strains of koji that are used in preparing cuisine. There's a different one for sake. There's a different one for soy sauce. And there's a different one for shochu, basically. Oh, my God. Learning a lot So much. So koji, uh, basically, you have this starch chain. Mm -hmm. It's a complex sugar. And yeast cannot eat that up. So koji is the scissors, and it cuts up the starch and makes it into a digestible sugar for wow. the yeast to cannibalize and make alcohol possible. Whoa! This is the most exciting thing I've ever heard. That, <laughs> I mean, um, okay, so this is amazing. All right, so that's what's in it. Yes. Then how do we differentiate in the same way that obviously you're drinking wine? Sure, there's red, there's white, there's orange, there's blah, blah, blah. Right. Under that, there's grapes. Like, what are the main things that we need to know about type? A lot of imported sake to the U.S. is premium sake. Mm-hmm. That's where your Junmai Ginjo Daiginjo comes into play. And those basically mean that the rice is milled up to a certain percentage and we're following a certain protocol. But uh, the first sake that we started last night um, at Nish Nish mm-hmm. uh, was Kiranzan Classic. It's Futsushu. Futsushu just means common sake. Oh. And table, basically table sake. And it has all of these beautiful things going on to it. But it isn't considered a premium sake because the mm. rice is only milled 80%. That's okay. just what's best for the rice. And milled, does that also mean polished? Is the same thing? It's the same thing. Okay, yeah. got it. It's polishing, okay. yeah. And what makes it better the more it's polished? Like something towards the center of so the rice is more delicious? It is not better. It's just different. I see. Okay. So we're dealing with chemistry. The amazing thing about sake rice is that it is bigger than table rice. Okay. And also the composition is different. So if you hold a sake rice up to the light, uh-huh. it's mostly translucent. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And then there's a tiny white heart in the center of it called the shinpaku that is like the heart of the rice. And that's where like the lipids and proteins and all of like the scientific magic that makes booze possible right. lives. So the more that you mill 
the rice, the closer we're getting to the shinpaku. Wow. And you're taking away more of the bran. And so the rice is having a little bit less influence on the structure and complexity of the sake. So you end up with these really, like, beautiful, watery, amazing, aromatic, floral tones. And a lot of that is the water and the yeast speaking. Mm -hmm. So it's just about voices. Right. Yeah, it's like, do you want to hear the rice voice or do you want to hear the water yeast voice? Yes. Or the koji. Wow. Um, yeah. The most general way to say it is that if you like a little bit more um, bran, more earthiness, more like rice tone, drier styles, junmais, hanjozos, uh, if you see the word yamahai or kimoto, those uh-huh. are uh, ancient ways of brewing sake, but there's a little bit more ambient yeast from the brewery, so okay. you get some wilder tones. They're a little bit more like volatile, but they're also more flavorful and really, really beautiful. Uh-huh. Ginjos tend to have a bit of body. They have some floral tone, but they're like really just big and expressive and super gorge. Mm-hmm. And um, dai ginjos are going to be really, really dialed in. They're really like the expression of the brewer. And you're going to get a little bit more floral tone, and wow. they're really concentrated. And what does ginjo mean, and what does daiginjo mean? <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm using this as my personal sake crash course, and I'm super psyched about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> so junmai means polished, so that's like more of an expression of water yeast. Well, no. So junmai, okay. no, literally no. So uh, <laughs> junmai means pure rice. So when we're talking junmai, we're saying that there's no additional brewer's alcohol added. Okay. And you're going to get a more curt, direct, sharper experience. Okay. If you don't see the word Jinmai, then they're going to be rounder, a little bit fuller, okay. more kind of aromatic. I want to take a moment to take talk moment. about ordering, which is... When you're ordering something, people want to be right, or they want to sound smart, or they want to do whatever, and they generalize. And, like, if you tell me, as a Somali, that you like white wine, thanks, bitch. Like, what do right. I do with that? Like, what, what is that? That is not, like, in, that isn't information. That's well, not. I like white wine. I, I think. Like, I, I love think... white wine. I like, just. <sighs> Be specific. Just be be dumb. Like, tell me whatever you want to tell me. Well, it's probably so much more. It would probably be so much more expressive to be like, I, right, I'm in the mood for a cheeseburger. Like, I want, like, a cheeseburger of a wine than to say I like red. I I love to explain things. To be honest, all I want to do as a beverage professional is to bully you. Yeah. I do. I want. That's what a good service. I want to be a mean person, and I want you to have what you're going to enjoy. Maybe you don't think so. Someone yesterday in the first seating, and uh-huh. I should not have said it, but I'm wild. So they were like, "What do I do if I don't like sake?" And I said, "Well, um, you could get the fuck over it." <laughs> and they were like, "Are you, you allowed to say that?" And I was like, "I mean, I did." Yeah, and it's your. And, it's my night. Yeah, and uh, they were like. Uh, 
Oh. But well, but it's also so similar to so many people will do that about wine, right? Yeah. Oh, I hate Chardonnay. And it's like, do you know how many different expressions there are of Chardonnay? Right. Like to say that you hate a grape, that's like yeah. saying I hate bread. It's like what's a rye bread versus a brown bread versus a sourdough. I mean, yeah. here, listen, I could go on about breads, but you know, <laughs> but it's such a blanket <laughs> statement. And I think it is it's strange with something like sake in particular because it is from a different culture, and so I think that people feel very like, well, but it's other, you know? And that, I think, is part of where we get into this thing of, I don't know anything about it because nobody wants to step on anybody's toes or say something. There are two boozes in life that I think live this life. Say. It is sake and it is gin. Because you drink it when you are young and you have a bad version of it, mm-hmm. yes. and then you decide you don't like it for the rest of your life. When people say, I don't like gin, I say, when was the last time you had it? Were you in a field? <laughs> was it in a plastic bottle? Were you wearing shoes? Right. That, that. Because that is not a thing. <laughs> How right? many like, cows did you take? That <laughs> is a bad choice you've made. And then so when people say, I don't like sake, I say, oh, when was the last time you had it? Were you in a mall? Was yeah. it free? Did it come yeah. with your meal? You was are it? so funny, but that's exactly it. I wanted to take a moment to say about ordering. When you're talking about what you want to drink, like sometimes I will drink a wine. I'm a big old wine dumb baby. I don't know uh, a lot. I didn't take my test. Like I'm working now in wine for the first time in eight years. I just, I don't know. pouring our second round, right? Oh, oh yes. It's so good. It's so great. To explain what you want, you can be as silly as you want. If you tell me like, uh, I want to be like, I don't know, like drunk on a bus in right. Portland. That's like, I know becomes. what that is. I can yeah. get you, we can go on the party. Just oh, just tell me what you want. Because I think people are scared to say they don't want to seem stupid. Right. And so they're afraid to give us the information to really make you live your best life. Right. Well, and I think that that's, that is, of course, why a psalm is so great is because they can lead you. In the direction that they already know you kind of want to be led, Mm -hmm. right? It's like you probably sometimes see that person and you're like, I know you want to be drunk on a bus in Portland. Like, you know, and like taking all those tests and learning about them and memorizing and like whatever those crazy psalms do, like they don't brush their teeth for a year, whatever it is. Isn't it so that they can interpret someone's, someone who is not educated, their desires, their educated in wine. Yes, yes. (laughs) Educated in wine. But again, I'm back and I'm standing in a sake store by myself. No, I'm not in a sake store. I'm in a random Japanese restaurant where nobody wants to advise me. Yeah. What am I doing? Yeah. The menu's broken up into categories, right? I'm looking at Junmai. I'm looking at Nagori. Like, what else am I looking at? And how am I deciding? If you want to hedge your bets. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's just talk about that. Easiest expression to understand. If you see the word Junmai, you know it's going to be sharp, crispy, and you're going to get to the point. It does not matter which category it's going to be. It's okay. just that is the life that you're going to be living. Okay. If you are Hanjozo, Ginjo, Dai Ginjo, you're going to be a little bit more aromatic. You're going to be rounder. So Junmai is going to have the most expression of the rice. So if you like toastier flavors, you like some more earthiness, you can kind of guess that you're going to get that with Junmai or Hanjozo. If you want something just like with a bunch of personality, Junmai Ginjo or just strict Ginjo, Mm -hmm. those are going to give you that, like, birth, that, like, body, all of that business. And then uh, if you want something very, very, like, classic, beautiful sake, floral, engaging, like, just pretty Mm -hmm. as fuck, 
dig into is where you're at. But a lot of people don't necessarily want to drink a glass of flowers. And I do. And so I I think that, you know, we get into this situation with sake where what they do is so amazing. And it's also startling. When when you have a sake that tastes like water, you're like, I am so confused. What Mm -hmm. is happening to my life? And it's not a viscosity. It's not like an engagement that I think happens in any other spirit. And so I think people are just like kind of confused a little bit about what they want this to be. Yes, because it does. It's a a bit higher alcohol content than wine, Mm -hmm. but it comes in these tiny cups and Mm -hmm. people don't know are they supposed to be dropping it into larger cups of beer Mm -hmm. and how much is too much and is so easy to drink. Uh, the note on the note of viscosity does it have a different viscosity than other liquors i always i feel like it it feels so um soft there is such a wide range huh. that is one of the complexities and one of the things i'm like interested in and in studying is like what are um like pleasure points sounds dirty mm. but Mm-mm. how different uh, alcohols sit in your mouth yeah. and where they touch you like yeah. that is a very different experience and a lot of times people are like I don't like this I don't necessarily think they are it's it's only flavor I think it's also texture yes. I think that yes. it's viscosity I think it's where it's hitting you on your palate and if you know how things push those buttons yeah, you can get some really surprising engagement yeah i mean because i just swished this around and then swallowed it and it's like it actually ended up feeling much spicier than i had been tasting it it's like if you really clue into like how the mouth feel Mm -hmm. and like where it is it's totally different than you take a tiny sip and you swallow it and you're like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. yeah they're really yummy but really taking a moment to actually yeah engage with it as opposed to Right. Okay. I, I know this is a thing that's going to get me drunk, and I think yeah. it's supposed to be really yummy. So here I am drinking it. It's like the other thing, kind of about that. We talked a little bit about temperature before, but there are nine words in Japanese that describe the temperature sake should be served at. So oh, the same yes, I thing. I don't actually know all of the words. I'm a bad person. I don't remember them all. But when you look at that as a concept, right? It's like. It's also booze to be enjoyed in a multitude of different ways. And I think sometimes people are served sake that is too cold. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, certain things mm-hmm. just taste dead when they're too chilly or you put it in a chilled glass or whatever. And you have to be quite sensitive to that. And we they have it. like such unique personalities and you really get to spend time with it and drink them in different ways and just yeah. find find what is right for you. Yeah. Well, what I really like about your approach to sake and seemingly like the your approach to the world is I was somewhere the other day and I was with someone. She ordered a glass of white wine. And she was like, is this okay? Is this a good wine? And the guy was like, it's up to your taste buds yeah, if it's a good wine. And that. he was like, you can put ice in that wine. I don't care. Like, you should do what makes you happy. And so I think that there is... Like, your approach seems so to be like, listen, before you try to dive in and know every single thing have encyclopedic knowledge about sake, just enjoy it. And, like, if you want it a little bit hotter, that's okay. If you want yeah. it, like, a little bit colder, that's okay. Just get into it, and, and then you can refine. And about temperature, like, if you taste something and it's not hitting you right, 
hold your hand on the glass. You're not supposed to do that. That's a number one, like, no-no huh. for drinking. That's why wine glasses have stems. But Didn't know that. One of the words for drinking sake is, like, body temperature. Like, literally your body temperature. That is so personal. And if you hold it in your hands, you yeah. can live that life. What a, yeah. what a beautiful, like, personal experience that yeah. is. You seem to be a total yes man about all of this, which is awesome. But, like, are there no-nos with sake? Yeah. The number one point is just to enjoy yourself. Yes. yes. I often say drinking is supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Like, figure it out. Well, and take it less fucking seriously. I mean, obviously, if you're studying to be a psalm, you yeah. have to take it seriously. But, like, if you're drinking it for enjoyment's sake and to get drunk, don't take it seriously. <laughs> I think that so many people stress themselves out about what you're going to choose. Like... Sometimes if I make a recommendation to someone, I will say, um, you know, uh, if you hate it, just throw it in my face. It's fine. It's okay. You're yeah. allowed not to like it. Just because I like it doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. The whole point is to find out what you love, what you love, what do you love, right? Like, that's the whole ex- expression of this being. That's the reason that we work in hospitality. That's why we make these spaces. It's just to bring people joy. So Yeah. And what do you find is, like, the one recommendation that maybe you keep giving over and over again? Or what is, like, a, a sake that you guys serve that does really well? Or even, like, a beginner sake for someone who thinks they don't like it because they haven't had it since, you know, ninth grade at the mall. So I think that a lot of times people want to order something safe. Right. Well, it's when I was Putting, in high school. Everybody would only order Pinot Grigio. Everybody, it was like if we would go out, in high school. I mean, this <sighs> was what we were doing, but we would go out. You know, and somebody would be like, let's order a bottle of wine because we wanted to feel older. And people would say, Pinot Grigio. And it is that thing where you're like, we know it's kind of safe. It's not going to be offensively bad. Yeah. yeah. For people who are a little more informed that there are trends, you know, the how like orange wine is all the rage right now. Mm-hmm. Natural wines. Are there certain sakis that are doing really well or really hot right now? So there is a... A uh, really special thing that's happening right now in terms of the U.S., in terms of sake business, like we're doing great. New York is in its third sake boom. If you are in New York and you want to live your life and you want to taste really uh, refreshing sake and you want to see what's up, Brooklyn Korea in Industry City is the place to go. God, they I love Industry City. are so fabulous. Uh, they are amazing brian and brandon uh brandon is a chemist who was like maybe i'm um tired of that so Uh i'll use my chemistry to make booze and uh they started making their sake basically kind of in a storage unit and then talked with people about it for about two years and now they've had their taste for almost three but everyone who works there is so phenomenal um samuel who is their head smiley there was the representative uh for the U.S. at the International Kikisageshi competition in Japan this year. So lovely. What is that a competition uh, for? So Kikisageshi is the actual word for sake somalia. Uh-huh. It means person who tastes sake dash professionally. Uh-huh. Really, really beautiful. You can, there is a window into their koji room, which we, we talked about koji before, but you can see, see Brandon it. inoculating it. You can see their tanks. They have um, a series called their Occidental series which is kind of like a play on words but just like some just beautiful funky stuff that happens and they're always making new batches and uh, it's it's so fresh and you get like beautiful ginchu which means cask strength 
It's uh, we have very like a hundred percent nama, which means unpasteurized. If you ever see nama, um, okay. if you're in for a flavor bomb, oh, but yeah. uh, they are just uh, they're a fucking dream. They're so wonderful. And, and are they so open to the public? Knowledgeable. They are open to the public. They have a tasting room. It is the best summer situation you can get your life, and uh, they will tell you so many beautiful things. And they're sweet. And they're smart and they're delicious. That sounds We're going. Like, yeah. I think there's a really special thing happening with Japanese cuisine right now. We have um, a lot of like upper mid range. Like we, the dynamic used to be like affordable sushi, ramen, and high end omakase. Mm-hmm. And now because that gap is being brought together and because people are getting to express and explore themselves more. Uh, we're also having a wider option for a smaller list of sake. So you're getting to try different things. More sakes are being brought over. And then also as a tie-in to what's going on with um, Ariel R.C., my lovely boss lady, and Champagne, uh, is that um, a lot of kids, and by kids I mean fully like Uh 40-year-olds, are (laughs) taking over their family breweries and uh, vineyards. And so... It's a very exciting time to drink sake. It's a very exciting time for, like, more expressions of rice. There's one style of rice, if you ever see it listed, omachi. It's the only rice currently used to make sake that is not a blend. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a, oh, it's, it's not engineered. And, oh, um, it's like a non-GMO or something. Yeah, well, it's not really I'm GMO, sure but it's just GMO. that a, lo- a lot of... The rice made for sake are then blended and grown specifically to have certain characteristics. But omachi is like the grandfather of sake oh, rice. Whoa. O-M-A-C-H-I? Yeah. Okay. And it's uh, toasty. It is earthy. It is so pretty. It's beautiful. And it's also just a very hard crop to grow, mm. which is why a lot of the rice is modified. This is a fun fact I did not know for a long time. But if the stalk that's growing the rice, gets blown over, mm-hmm. it did. It's no good. Oh. It's just, it is over. And so sake rice grows quite a bit taller than table rice. Mm-hmm. It's uh-huh. really hard to farm. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a lot of, like, potential product lost. Wow. So but respect your sake farmers. And respect those The rice farmers they who are doing that. <laughs> yes, they are getting it done. Guess what, Sophie? What? We have a website. Oh, I'm so excited about it. If you go on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter. We and promise not to bombard you. I love to unsubscribe from things. She I does. Would never put anything in your mailbox that I would unsubscribe from. <laughs> and we're going to be in your mailbox, what do you say? Bi weekly? Once a month? Does bi-weekly mean once every other week no or one, two times a week? No one knows. No one knows. It's one of the greatest mysteries of the universe. Bi-weekly that and black baby. holes. <laughs> so go to havinganightpodcast.com, sign up for our newsletter, and of course, listen and subscribe. Last night, you paired a whole range of sakes with... Southern, South Carolina style barbecue. But f- first, we should explain though what niche niche is because I don't yeah, think we yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. It's so yes, one of uh, Ariel RC's restaurants. It's a dinner party each night, and each night they have a different 
psalm or wine producer or sake psalm come on and you collaborate with their, they have in-house chefs that you collaborate with, Mm -hmm. I don't know, for like a couple days, a week, a month? So I bullied them into Uh making the meal what I needed it to be, and it was kind of a disjointed meal, to be honest, like the inspiration for each of the dishes was pretty disparate, but uh-huh. it went with the style of the sake that I'm serving. Right. So um, my theme for the night was sake to be drunk in summer situations, and they were all quite different. Um, essentially, niche niche, Monday through Friday, every night there is a different host from the beverage world. They are only allowed to choose one thing they personally profit from, so it is not a commercial. Uh-huh. If you have a winemaker or you have an importer, they're not like just trying to sell you stuff. Oh, that's um, very cool. That's really great to know. That's so cool. It's the whole concept is what are you drinking since you drink too much? Yes, yeah. Right. Like as a person who drinks everything, yeah. what do you think is interesting? Yeah. It's more about your personality than the thing that you are right. pushing. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's actually an interesting thing of that's why because it's sort of referred to as like a dinner party every night. And I feel like that's really why it's a dinner party every night is because it's one person saying, listen, I'm going to curate for you the way that I see this small part of the world. Yes. Exactly. It's from Which their perspective. So, it's very yeah, it's bomb. Very and, cool. Um, so essentially, the host come. They um, give us all of their wines. And this is the other fun thing about it, because a lot of times people ask, like, well, how did you, like, what would you eat with this? Right. Or drink with this, rather. That's the I fucked that up. But um, <laughs> the whole point of niche niche is that we get the wines in advance, and then we pair the meal to what we're drinking. So yeah. Austin works there and also was a featured host there. So Austin fabulously paired it with South Carolina-style barbecue. First, we had, like, a platter with olives and um, olives, some ham. Oh, great cheeses. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. What was, was the like hard a one? What uh, was the hard one? The rubiola was the soft cheese. The hard one, I think, was either comte or it could have been a pecorino romano. It was. That's usually what we go between. It was so, yeah, it was so orange there. It's pecorino is never that orange. And it was kind of slightly soft, you know, like so hard, good. but then, oh. Yeah. So we had anyway. those, and then we had coleslaw. Mm-hmm. No, no, then we had a um, panzanella. Oh, you're right. Then mm-hmm. panzanella with beautiful tomatoes. Yeah, where'd you find those tomatoes? Uh, so the lovely thing about our restaurants, because it's hard to get a reservation, all of that lovely stuff, but our chefs shop every morning. So everything awesome. that you eat there is either bought the day before and prepped overnight if it needs to be marinated, or it's bought 10 a.m. that morning. They work so hard. They're so amazing. They're that's, exquisite. That's that incredible. macaroni and cheese was bought that very day. Yes. <laughs> that was great. So mac and great. Cheese. Great. So we had the panzanella, which was awesome. Fabulous tomatoes. Then we had mac and cheese, coleslaw. Oh, pota- potato. What do you call it? You know. Potato, like the little Hawaiian potato rolls. rolls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, on pulled, a tray. Yeah, on a tray. So and it was pulled like pork. That pulled pork was so good. Yeah, so because I'm from South Carolina, I, w- I really wanted like pulled pork sandwiches is the oh, dish to delicious. be. Right, from where I'm from. And uh, I wanted to bring that in. And then I'm from like a certain part of the South where everybody broke. So uh-huh. there is an interesting connection between some styles of southern food and also Japanese cuisine and I don't know mm. why that is but it's very ingredient forward mm-hmm. and it's really about expressing like the thing that you have in front of you and I think pulled pork does that really beautifully and I thought it went so well with Yuzo and since he's my homie like I really wanted to 
have this really roasty, toasty sake with something that really meant a lot to me. Well, I think that's also a good reminder. You don't only have to drink sake when you're in a Japanese restaurant or when you're cooking Japanese food at home. Like, you can drink it kind of with anything because it is... There's so many different expressions of it. It doesn't just have to be... No, it's like so... It's so versatile. It's really amazing... If you need to get hungover, it's a lovely hangover to flow yeah. through. Let's talk about the hangover. Wait, can I just also <laughs> say one more thing, though, about niche niche? It was so cool, though, how you played with our expectations because we walked in and there was uh, a wine glass filled, already poured with sake, and then chopsticks. Mm-hmm. So I, I just loved that because we were expecting, also because you work at Tokyo Record Bar, like maybe yeah. this will probably be a, a take on some Japanese food. And then it was like, not at all, and this... The trays, deciding to serve it on a tray as opposed to a plate, and this was the pulled pork mac and cheese, I just thought was brilliant. And it made it so, I love like a DIY tactile, I like to interact with my food, and I just, to me that really brought out the dinner party element. And that's something that our listeners, you know, if you allow it, could steal. I think to serve, it it really changes everything. If If you would serve that just on a plate, you know, individually portioned, it would not have been as fun and memorable as serving the sake with this barbecue on this tray. There's something about sharing food yeah, and communal plates yes. that's like, if you're mad about it, why are you here with yeah, that person? Don't. It's not your restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Why, are, why are you here with this person? Like, this is a pet peeve of mine. But uh, for parties, people come to bars for parties, and there's like 12 people... And nobody wants their thighs to touch. And I'm like, if you hate touching legs with the person, why are they at your birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Like, get better friends. Yeah. 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 Figure your figure friends. your life out. There's a lot of people. <laughs> Everyone is busy. These hoes showed up for you. Yeah. Wow. Touch like, them thighs. Yeah. Touch them thighs. Yeah. Touch them. <laughs> Share the plate. Share the plate. Live your life. Okay. I agree about the shared plate thing simultaneously. I really like to have my own thing because I... I'm looking at a thing and I'm like, but what if I don't get to eat the whole thing? That is true. You know what I and mean? It's like I am a glutton. Like, and you're going to learn something yeah, about well, your friend. But we actually, I mean, there's nobody in my life who I don't think <laughs> that I eat well with. But inevitably, I am the person who there's the last piece on the thing. And I'm like, well, okay, I'll wait five minutes to see if anybody's going to touch it. And then I'm like, well, fuck I it. don't think of you that way. But I am. I mean, it's not that. I think the thing is actually all humans are that way because like human beings in general enjoy eating. And so when there's the last thing, you're hoping that maybe it'll be yours. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to give a quick shout out to Horror Water because I oh. laughed so hard when I heard you guys talking about that. Oh, I wonder. Uh, Thank so, you. So, like, and it sounds so delicious. Um, I it's really good. used to make Ooh. a cocktail uh-huh. um, for parties. And it's like a, I, I don't remember the exact story, but it's basically like, Mexican rancheros would do this thing. You get a bunch of ice. You got a big old jug. You put Uh a whole bottle of tequila. You half 10 limes and 10 lemons. Okay. You wrap it in a towel. You shake it till the towel's frozen. And you know it's ready. Oh, my God. Okay. And I used to bring this to parties. And it tastes like a beautiful margarita. And it is 100% booze. And it makes everyone so drunk. The ice melts a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. And, um, And I got... 
I got banned from bringing drinks oh to God. parties well, because of it. They were like, you specifically have to bring a food. I'm not, I, I don't mean, trust you. Yeah, I always make a punch <laughs> and people really do. They're like, wow, it was so good. It was it was deadlier than I expected. I'm like, yeah. that's the point. I think yeah. I punch. talked about this in another episode too. Like, I've also poisoned many of my friends. <laughs> yeah. But how do you feel about sake cocktails? To be honest... I fucking hate them. I that, okay. We, yeah. I hate sake cocktails. I understand it. We serve them. They yeah. are delicious. Yeah. I hate them because people think that's the easy way out. Just well, I mean, for sake else. cocktails, I love sake bomb. <laughs> yeah, here we are. I love a sake bomb for sake cocktails. The original sake I, um, Well, this is like the most delightful truly. ever. I wish that I could be like, let me wrap it up by saying, but I I mean, I'm still on a June Mai train. Do you have anything else that you like are dying to say? Yeah. Um, well, uh, so if you want a t-shirt covered in dicks... <gasps> You can go to austinpower.com. Oh, if you yeah. want to see my very emotional uh, artwork. Very beautiful. It's very also, beautiful watercolor. Also there. It's awesome. not watercolor. They are watercolor. Yeah. They are watercolor. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And um, I am at Tokyo Record Bar uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You can come to the 1030 if you don't have a reservation. That is our late night. Our DJs play whatever they want. You live your life. It's very beautiful. I'm at Niche Niche on Thursday nights. I know nothing about wine, but I'll lie to you. I am going to be at Special Club, which is our newest restaurant, opening Ooh. in a week uh, downstairs from Niche Niche. It's going to be a live music venue, so I'm helping oh. get that off the ground. Yes, um, we did talk about that last night. And uh, also, I'm just wild, and my name is Austin Power, which is so stupid. Uh, so my Instagram is with a power because I could not get Austin Power. This man is very powerful, and this was the most lovely, insightful, intelligent. I think you won the award. I'm sorry to all of our previous guests, but this truly <laughs> really hit good. so many <laughs> bells. Whistle hit so rang many. a lot of bells. Yeah. So go out, buy a bottle of sake, and don't be scared. Don't be scared. I've been thinking Enjoy. actually about a bottle of sake that I've been ha- that I've had in my refrigerator for seven months, and I just haven't. Haven't had it because I didn't think that I had the right occasion, and now I realize that the right occasion is you want to drink. It's right now. Hell yeah. The right no time is for right sake like now. the present. So thank you guys so much, and we'll be back next week. Who knows who with or what with? Yeah. Oh, thank you, Austin. Thanks, Austin. Thank you, thank you guys. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.